doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are officially live, guys. Uh, this is the second episode of our Upstream podcast for Barry Flow. We are here today with Alex, Brandon. We got Trill over there on the end as well, Mr. Darius Stokes himself, and of course, uh, <laughs> James. A lot to talk about, actually. Uh, this last week's been one of those weeks for Blackberry that you only get like four times a year when there's actually some news to bring about. And, uh, robust. You know, yeah. Robust. Our guy Chen, uh, kind of surprised us showing us off those devices at the earnings call, but let's, uh, start, let's start at the beginning. Um, on Monday, um, on Sunday rather, we did our first upstream podcast. If you didn't see that, Definitely go check that out. Yes. Monday, yes. Monday, Monday was a pretty good day. I mean, uh, that that uh, that podcast on uh, Sunday was pretty pretty packed. We were packed to the gills for yeah. people. And um, so if you got through that first episode, uh, congratulations on that. Um, so on Monday we saw that they on eBay they had actually put up for sale an unreleased Kopi device. It was a kind of Q5. Looks like a another version of what the Q5 was with a removable battery. And it uh, looks like that actually sold online for about 500 bucks. Would you guys shell out that kind of money for a device like that when you can go buy a Q5 for 350 Yes, I would not shell out $500 because that was <laughs> terrible. Like, like, <laughs> that's terrible. Like, I don't know anyone who would do that. And mm-hmm. when you can buy a Z30 for that much. But When you think about it, $500 isn't even like... Usually for, like, devices that, like, never saw the light of day, it's, like, a one-off situation. You'd expect them to sell for even more. But, I mean, mm-hmm. even for $500, I mean, that's not even a high of a price. So I think that, that that's enough there. And it, it sucks because, like, there's no, like, product support or anything. Like, you can't buy another battery if your battery grabs out. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, you can, but you got to, like, talk to some people, you know? Like, hey. I hope they know them. <laughs> you go to I don't the know if you have to be the it. <laughs> they send the legal team after you. No. <laughs> but no, it, it also, you know, earlier in the week, it was a big week for BBM overall. Uh, you know, they won best chat application over in Indonesia. So good to see that the momentum for the chat application is still strong over there as well. well yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel that they, they were launching uh, the update for BBM on iOS and Android before BlackBerry 10? We just got our update uh, earlier this week on, uh, I think, Tuesday or Monday. Uh, for that uh, BBM protected update, which brought a couple other features as well. How did you guys uh, feel about putting Android and iOS first? I Okay, it kind of makes sense in a way because they really want to get more people on Android and iOS. Um, I, does anyone know the, the, the breakdown numbers exactly? How many are BB10 and how many are Android iOS or iOS? Probably 20 million Android iOS, I think. Yeah, something like that. It was like 60 million before cross-platform and then, I guess, 20 million afterwards and... I'd assume 20 million are from Android and iOS because if you have a BlackBerry 10, you're most likely um, using BBM. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it was difficult to wait, but at least they gave us the, the wallpapers. A little bit of a nice perk, I guess. Yeah. Uh, iOS and Android have it now, though, right? Wallpapers? I think I they have that. The wallpapers don't fit. I don't think they do. Or was it... Or was it uh, that the wallpapers look like uh, the iOS wallpapers. Yeah, yeah, they do look like the iOS. Uh, that was it. <laughs> well, see, I even, my wife, she has an iPhone. I didn't even, I didn't even check hers. But. Yeah, I think what they're doing is they're, you know, because we'll be getting it, I think they're going to go on like a cyclical type base with this where it's going to consistently be iOS and Android getting those updates first. 
And I think yeah. what they're going to do is toss a feature ahead of time for us on BlackBerry 10. Yeah. So mm. they'll get they'll get the wallpapers likely in their next update while we yeah. get something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even though it feels like we're one behind, we're technically one ahead, is what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, you get it late, but you get a newer feature earlier. So yeah. yeah. It's smart. It's smart. The experience just feels better on BB, you know, 10 anyway, so mm-hmm. not it does. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think the iOS uh, BBM application is very good, to be quite honest. I, I've seen it on other Yeah, it's good on 5S, like the nice newer devices, but like older ones, like 4. I don't know if that's a BBM thing or hardware. How is it compa- well, how is it compared to WhatsApp, for instance? Like, is WhatsApp integrated better or... Is it just a limitation of the OS, kind of? Or they don't, they don't want people really to be using it. They'd rather have them on iMessage. Yeah. I think they kind of go hand in hand. I've actually tried WhatsApp on my wife's iPhone. Okay. She has the 5S. So, I mean, to me, it's just, I think, you know, BBM is better just, you know, for the simple fact of the, you know, gesture use. So it makes it a lot more convenient in terms of, you know, getting around inside of the application. But, uh, you know, WhatsApp, I mean, it had, it's, you can see that it's had its time in terms of its focus on the iPhone, uh, platform, or iOS platform, I should say. So, but I just think BBM feels better, not just being biased, I just think it feels better on a, on a device. Yeah, in terms of BBM on Android and iOS, I think, uh, honestly, if they really want to see the numbers go up, I know some people might not like this, but if they actually make the apps fit with the OS that they're on, I yeah. think uh, there might be a lot more pickups because of that. Because some people open the app and and it's Don't just so boring to them, especially when they're in that OS ecosystem, and they just they're not really open to it. I think personally, yeah. does, does WhatsApp go along with the layout of each phone operating system, or yeah, fairly? Yeah. They do. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where I get what they were trying to do. I mean, Frank Bolton, a previous CMO, really did not have a lot to go with in regard to marketing. He wasn't given much yeah. of a budget. He really had not a lot to go with, you know. And we saw that almost literally with that Super Bowl commercial and Alicia Keys were like the only things he did. Yeah. Essentially failures of, of those attempts. <laughs> So, well, their, their marketing was supposed to be the BBM people, like us. Yeah. We're their marketing because we're so passionate about BBM and it's better. So They wanted to market the BlackBerry, you know, experience, the flow, being able to swipe around in applications. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they have the DB10 UI aesthetic, and it's, it's just, yeah, like, like Brandon said, it's a little bit foreign. Um, I, I heard back, back when, before cross-platform ever came about, before, like, right around BlackBerry Live time frame, maybe a little bit before that, Heinz was really not looking to bring this cross-platform at all. He still wanted no. to keep a BlackBerry thing. And Frank was like, give me something. Give me something to work with. And then, of course, they were able to leverage that and make it happen. Uh, do you guys, yeah. you guys think we'll see BBM video at the end of this year? I, hope, I should hope so. Yeah. I mean, like, really, when you think about it, like... I was really looking forward to video because that's something that could have really distinguished it going forward because people like the security, people, a lot of people like the emoticons, they're, they're a bit different than the emojis. But I mean, the video and the screen sharing would have been something that would have been really cool. Like I could have been like, oh, hey man, you, let me show you this file or something here. Or yeah, let me show you there, what I'm looking at. Is there a reason why that ha- that's not out yet? There's some type of limitation going from, you know. There's, Limitations on like iOS to do a screen yeah. sharing, but yeah. for Android, I and, think they, uh, 
And face-to-face contact is still good, but screen sharing, that's the only thing that there might be a limitation yeah. on. That's what I was going to say. I hope that the video share is just as clear as it is, you know, in the BlackBerry 10 OS um, for iOS and Android. I just think they have to make sure, I'm sure, like, in terms of, you know, updating video for Android isn't an issue, but, you know, Apple, they're super picky when it comes to things of that nature. <laughs> I, 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 just, I think they have to make sure they're both on the same page before they do it, and I think they're almost there, but they just have a couple more steps to get to to make it official. <laughs> I was just reading Dark Hell on the, the BBM group. He's like, Google, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so developers out there, there is a 10.3 virtual event scheduled for the 24th. Uh, are you, are either, either of you two all signed up? or? Yeah, I'm at work. Uh Luckily, I work at home, so. How do, how do those work, Alex? Are they as good as BlackBerry Live or better? <laughs> uh, are those the only options? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all right. I mean, you kind of get in the chat room and you can ask or answer some questions. And they have like a video playing and they kind of just go through some stuff. It's, it's nothing really too special. They're probably just going to explain the basic changes in 10.3 and how to implement them. Um, for instance, the, the primary action, or can't think off the top of my head what it's called, starts with an off. Signature action. They're probably yeah. just going to show that you can change the colors within the <clears throat> and It's not going to be too crazy, but I'm sure in 10.3 there are also some other nice little perks that they added that they'll show you how to use, but mm-hmm. it's all right. Well, they, usually put them, they usually put them up to view afterwards. Yeah. So if you, if you make sure, you can usually go and check them out. So. Yeah. So how is the one-on-one with the uh, the folks there? Are they pretty responsive to questions and whatnot? Oh yeah, they have a nice little Q and A section. So what you do is you ask ask a question within the chat, and they will pull out your question and put it in the Q and A, and then they'll answer it. So people aren't asking the same question like later down the line. You just scroll through the Q and A, and you get to see kind of questions that people ask during the stream and the answers to them. So it works out nicely. It uses the Adobe Meetup or whatever it's called. Cool. cool. So, um, we, you know, going back to that DBM news, kind of rounding out, the, the Jana Hotel over in Dubai um, starting to utilize DBM and devices. So it looks like they're deploying some BlackBerry devices specifically for like, customer service and engaging as well with uh, you know, the different DBM uh, contacts that they have across the organization to be able to communicate better. So that's pretty cool. Smart way to leverage. I mean, I think small business, there's a lot of benefit for not only Bez and the servers that they have and the server software for you know, managing enterprise mobility, but as well BBM. You know, I, I definitely think the enterprise focus that they're taking with it is going to be smart, at least as per dollar, you know, getting the money back from BBM. Supposedly it costs, I think, about $200 million a year to run the NOC infrastructure and things like that. So they need to get a return on it, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. great. It's a cool experience. It's, it's a compelling reason maybe to buy a BlackBerry device on BB10 screen share and all that, but they need to start monetizing it. Um, going back to, as we were talking about video and how it kind of needs to be here as a compelling feature, going off of what Brandon had said earlier, Line is a popular messaging client in some of these emerging markets, and they just recently got hacked. So not only are your phone numbers out there, but your contact lists have been given up. And as well, they'll be able to hack into your conversations and, and see what you've been saying. So uh, mm-hmm. another, they have video, they've got cross-platform voice, they've got all this, yet they don't have the security aspect, you know? And it's going to become so vital as we approach these uh, these new mobile frontiers. Security just needs to be there as one of those core competency things, you know, not something you bolt on afterwards. Right. I mean, I said it 
previously that it, security isn't a thing where if you go to someone off the street and you bring up security in their phone, they don't really care because they don't know. But, mm-hmm. for instance, when the iPhones were getting hacked and locked and you had to pay $100 to unlock um, your iPhone to get all of your information back, once that happens to you, then security becomes a big deal. But if, if you've never been hacked or anything like that, you really have no reason to care about security. Right. So time goes on, it'll be more important. Yeah, I think libraries need to, like, find a way to, you know, not necessarily, like, you know, sway people from using other messaging services, but honestly just get them in a mindset, like, look, you only need one messaging service because you think about it. Like, a lot of people have an account with WhatsApp, account with Line, account with BDM. They have, like, all these different accounts, and your information is all over the place. So once one gets hacked, you don't think that they're going to try to use that information to, you know, to on the other, you know, uh, messaging platforms, but if oh, you have, that, yeah, you know, and then it's like, okay, you got BlackBerry, BlackBerry can just, you know, let them know, like, look, we don't just have the best messaging platform. We have very, very, very secure platform uh, with BDM, and, you know, this is the way you guys need to go. Stop using everything else, and I think that's one thing they need to focus on a little bit more in terms of moving BDM. Yeah. yeah. It's even more important in terms of personal communication because some of your more most intimate and um, most important conversations can happen through uh, instant messaging. So you could be sending uh, personal information like, uh, I wouldn't recommend this, but some people might be sending bank information or something like that. If somebody hacks your your conversation, there you go. They could steal all your money or they can um, do a bunch of other stuff and screw up your credit. So it's not just a matter of, oh, telemarketers are going to go and call you more often now. It's actually got some real uh, effects on your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, I think as – because it's like, do, do people SMS anymore? Like, I really don't. Like, I have a couple contacts. I don't do it that much anymore. It's you, just my iPhone friend. You know, for I, a few things. If, yeah, people who have iPhones, like, you kind of convince them to get BBM, yeah. I, I honestly, like, I like Facebook people, you know? Like, it's almost easier. Like, SMS yeah. is so, like, passe and dead to me. I, I, what I'm trying to do with my contact list is replace my email strictly with BBM. And I know it's so hard to do because, you know, email is totally a separate animal. But I think as BBM grows, I'm going to seriously try, like, to convince people, hey, if you want to communicate with me on a more direct basis than email – you know, get on BBM. It's a much better experience, more secure for business work and whatnot. I mean, if we're sending credentials and things like that, I'd rather it be encrypted than not encrypted because God knows what Hotmail is using. <laughs> Even just knowing that the information went through, that was probably one of my biggest uh, problems with SMS going back in the days. Um, great examples that I'm sure many of you have experienced. You're texting a girl or if you're a girl texting a guy and you're sending them an SMS and you don't get a response back, and you're thinking, oh, crap, they're ignoring me. But then at a later point in time, they said they never even got that message. And it's like with BBM, you know, oh, their phone's probably off. They didn't get the, the message or they didn't read it or they read it and they're ignoring you. And, you know, probably shouldn't have yeah. done that. Or Absolutely. So powerful. Especially like in, in some of these areas where the coverage isn't great. You know, you could send a text message, hit a dead zone, and then that text message never gets sent. And And I think another thing with BBM is is sure, I mean, I I feel is especially if they begin to allow you to send more than just, you know, the file types that are allowed now, um, you know, different documentation documentation types, um, whether it be Word, Excel, things of that nature, um, and then even uh, expanding the file size to what it is currently now, you know, making it even larger, because I think that's one of the things that people praise, like, 
few updates ago when they did, uh, you know, enlarge the file size that you were able to send. Like, they make it even bigger. Man, I think it's going to be... 16, I think it's 16 megabytes now, which I think is yeah. bigger than the other major, like WhatsApp and oh, yeah. um, other stuff. I think it's actually significantly larger than them, even yeah. though it's like 16 megabytes right now. Yeah. And, and here's, here's something to talk about in regard to it, because, like, it was at 6. So they upped it by 10, which is pretty pretty significant. Now you can send a song, you can compress the zip and send a couple, you know, songs across to your buddy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But what, what I think is really going to be one of those pressing points for BBM, at least in the consumer aspect, is there's so many other comp- competitors out there. You know, Tango, Vine, Telegram, WhatsApp, iMessage, Google Hangouts. What do you think in regard to BBM? Because we had just talked about how, you know, John the Hotel was utilizing it in a more business-type sense, where do you think we can leverage to actually create a unique value proposition aside from security, which we're going to talk on as we discuss BBM Protected a little bit later? I think they need to do what, sorry, um, just real quick, I think what they need to do is kind of turn it into, like, Google Docs in a way. They need to get it on computers because a lot of people at work, they have a computer in front of them. They, as much as it makes sense to have your phone out to BBM, I think it's still kind of weird to be on your phone BBMing while you're at work. So if they can get it on the computer and if they can get some real-time um, editing of documents, just basic stuff like Google has, then I think taking the best of both worlds, Google Docs and or Google Drive and um, messaging platform. It, what it really comes down to in terms of any messaging system is that you need to have, like, one unified point of contact for multiple different services. So, for instance, back to SMS, if you think about it, SMS is like the one true multi-platform mm-hmm. instant messaging app because you can phone people on that number and you can send messages on that number. The problem we're having now is that it's limited in, in, the, in the way that you can't send large data over that platform. So, I mean, the biggest thing for BBM to do is to make it easy and it's simple to have that one point of contact for all different types of communication, whether it be voice, video, instant messaging, or even maybe even emails, send emails to that. Yeah, in collaboration. Yeah, I I, I would like that idea. And I think with going off of that, Brandon, would you guys like to see something like what Google Hangouts and iMessage do where they integrate SMS in? I do believe they did that on legacy devices, correct? It was basic in legacy. It was nothing special. They could probably do it a little bit better now, but they definitely need it. I think, you know, to kind of caveat what Brandon said, I mean, with SMS, you know, it is like the grandfather of all messaging, but I think, you know, BB, BBM is really going to stand out, like I said, you know, when they do, when they allow the things that you cannot absolutely do with SMS, and that is, you know, sending larger file, um, files, files of all types um, with the video, especially if the video calls are crystal clear, being just BBM calls itself are, like, superb. I don't think, think there's no competition in terms of that feature itself. So they really just have to highlight those, improve on a bit more, um, and just add a couple more things that I think will pull itself away and then, you know, present it to the people in terms of the consumers and kind of go back what we were talking about earlier. If you're going to put it on different devices and you're going to make it, you know, cross-platform, cross at least we already know that it's a BlackBerry experience you're getting by using the app. But don't take away whatever that platform is from it. You know, it's like don't make it just, okay, this is that piece of BlackBerry I got on my iPhone. This is that piece of BlackBerry I have on my Android. Make it, you know, pretty much integrated with that Android 
or iOS experience itself. I mean, yeah. I think the app itself is already saying that it's BlackBerry, so it doesn't have to be the gestures mm-hmm. things of that nature. You know, one of the toughest things for instant messaging apps now, I find, which I think this is where WhatsApp excels, is that when you get a smartphone or any phone for that matter, you're automatically given a phone number. I mean, that's everybody's ID off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. And so WhatsApp, they use that ID, and that's why, like, everybody can just hop on WhatsApp and start messaging and stuff. It's got its downfalls because of that. But, I mean, that's something uh, BBM has to kind of market a bit more because, me, I've switched phones a few different times and numbers, but I still have that one BBM ID, yeah. and it's amazing that I don't have to keep switching or re-adding names and pins when people leave the country or come back or I move and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the main um, areas they need to focus on and market. And I think... Uh, it's, well, my, it's I have a question for everybody, yeah. and I don't mean to cut anyone off, but this is kind of my, my question for you all. But, you know, there's been the rumors of the custom pins coming around. Do you guys think it would be a, a cool idea for the custom pins to be able to be, like, your phone number or something of that nature? Like, Go, going off of people's choice. Yeah, I mean, the, the cool thing is when you when you meet someone, I feel much, much better, like a total stranger. I will give them my PIN way, way, way before I'll give them my phone number. Because right. you, you could remove people, you could block people, and mm-hmm. it's just you don't have that power with the phone number. You kind of feel exposed when you give someone your phone number. They can spam you. I think you could you can get apps to block it, or you could go on Verizon or whatever carrier you have and block okay. the number that's spamming you. But it's, it's a yeah, it's a personal thing. I feel like my PIN is personal. I don't want my, my PIN thrown out on the Internet, but I'd much rather not have my personal cell phone number thrown on that the Internet. Yeah. And the key thing with BBM is that if someone keeps adding you, you can block further invitations. So it's yeah. not like someone can keep spamming you and adding you. You can just block them once, and that's it. You never have to hear from that person ever again. And I think I think actually that when you block a someone on – I haven't I haven't looked at this in depth, so – Correct. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. And we do have a couple comments that I, uh, people asking some questions that I want to get to here. People are already commenting on the article posting. But um, I think if you block someone on BBM as a contact, it will also block them on channels. Interesting. Yeah. So if you're a channel like moderator, I do believe that if you block someone, it will also automatically kick them out of your channel and whatnot. So that's pretty interesting that it is kind of like a cross-security type thing. It's not like a bunch of different siloed-off experiences that they've got going on. So let's address – let's address. Uh, we talked about BBM quite a bit. I know we're going to talk about BBM Protected and Blend a little bit more. But let's talk about Drake. Let's talk about that folly, that uh, TechCrunch blog fail. Like, <laughs> they, they, pretty much, they pretty much alluded to a conversation that was happening on the back end, and everyone took it as facts and, and promoted it out there. So people ask us uh, – I want to know the answer to a couple questions. Drake promoting the classic, where is BlackBerry headed in the future? How can we as BlackBerry users show the world that our product is superior to competing products? So, uh, Darius, tell us a little bit about Drake. Alex will tell us a little bit about where he thinks BlackBerry is headed. And then Brandon, you stew on um, how we can show uh, show the world that BlackBerry devices are superior. Well, I think we know that Drake is like the biggest thing that's ever came out of Canada since BlackBerry. So Bieber's like watching this right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, I think Drake is definitely like the, it, it mean, just in terms of uh, a global influence or an uh, uh, appeal or appearance and things of that nature, then, okay, I think Justin Bieber maybe has a, a bit more leniency on him in terms of the international look. But I mean, 
branding something and being sponsored and then saying, okay, this guy's behind us. Drake is kind of your go-to guy. There's no one that you know who doesn't like him as an artist. Um, as I was kind of talking about it before, I remember his first tour, he was sponsored by BlackBerry. This is when the torch first launched. I think <laughs> BlackBerry having Drake, you know, being a, uh, you know, an ambassador um, of some sorts for them is almost like the Dallas Cowboys had they drafted Johnny Manziel. It would have been like, it's, it's almost like, no, no way, no way. That can't happen. Um, but if it does, it's, it, it's perfect almost, if you ask me. You have this guy who's went on record saying, you know, I, you know, we should write all my rhymes in my Blackberry, um, telling people if you find this Blackberry that I lost some of these rhymes in, I will give you a huge sum of cash for it. And, um, just being from Canada, you know, I mean, He's got a, a bunch of rounds where he says, you know, I've done this X, Y, and Z with my Blackberries and whatever else. But I just think it's almost too perfect if he was to get uh, collaborate with Blackberry and, you know, start making things possible. I, I think it's uh, something that I, I like to see, but I think it's kind of far-fetched right now. Yeah, and just to add to that, he does a lot of stuff for Toronto. Like, for instance, he, he sponsors the uh, Toronto Raptors. He's got his own section in the stadium. Uh, in terms of our soccer team, he actually went all the way to England to convince um, a soccer player from England to come play in Toronto for the Major League Soccer team. So, I mean, he's got, like, a lot of Toronto pride, and I'm sure, you know, he's pr- he probably still has a soft spot for Blackberry. Oh, yeah. He still uses one. Now, yeah. Blackberry, Blackberry did reach out, and they did deny that talks were happening. However... It's kind of one of those things I think that they were just covering for any kind of fallout. So <laughs> if, if if the deal doesn't go through, they don't want, you know, the hype being built up on it and people yeah. expecting it. A lot of people saw the headline and did not see that it was actually denied shortly after in a couple hours. So officially not on the table, unofficially probably still being talked about. Yeah. Maybe uh, when BlackBerry sees all the excitement about it, they'll get some... Yeah. <laughs> Chen. Call, Chen, Chen yeah. needs to talk to Drake be like, yo, Drizzy... My dog, my dog. I got this classic. I, I'm gonna give you the Porsche design version. It's gonna be hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, uh, your answer your question. Where is BlackBerry right. in the future? So let's do near term, like after classic passport. What, what do you see? So that this is kind of near and maybe mid future. Um, so pretty much what BlackBerry 10 is is trying to become, obviously with this whole Amazon App Store, is they want to make it so. You get the best of BlackBerry 10, which is productivity, and the best of Android, which is the apps and the games. So if you, you need to look at it at the standpoint is why would you buy an Android device to just get all of these apps and games? Because that's one of the main selling points for Android, right, is the apps and the games that you have access to, millions of them. Um, why would you get that if you could get a BlackBerry 10 device that has the hub, which I know they need to market this kind of stuff, but... The hub is amazing, um, and all of these BlackBerry 10 features, but then you can also run the Android apps and games flawlessly because the 10.3 runtime is apparently much, much, much better, and it's pretty much competitive to the actual Android phone um, device. So then if you look at from the business standpoint, why would they not get a BlackBerry 10 device with the security? Um, and BlackBerry World would essentially be the utility and productivity world, for businesses and obviously a consumer who wants to be productive, they would go to BlackBerry World. And then you can still use BlackBerry Balance and then in your personal space, you can go over to the Amazon App Store and get the, the apps and the games that you really want. 
So it's almost like imagine the best Android software out there is almost what BlackBerry will be, but it will be BlackBerry Roots, and it will have all the best stuff from BlackBerry. That's currently, from what's going on right now, it seems like that seems to be where we're headed, which isn't a bad thing as a developer. It's really not that bad of a thing. They just need to find the balance. Yeah. They still need to promote native applications in a way, be it maybe not in BlackBerry world, but they still need to kind of, like, get behind those native developers who are bringing awesome utilities, like like Mocket. Mocket, you can build memes. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. It's a utility, but it's also a fun app. You know, it's it's a yeah. it's a blurry app. It's it's like it blurs the line between consumer and the enterprise. And yeah. in that sense, BlackBerry's gonna have to really find the BlackBerry World teams are gonna have to find that that kind of middle ground. So, Brandon, uh, what about your bit here? Let's go back to that comment. Uh, how can BlackBerry how can BlackBerry users show the world that our product is superior? To some of the competing platforms. What kind of marketing schemas do you see? I mean, again, we're, we're focusing, we're doubling down on the enterprise yeah. space, passport and classic. Yeah, we want to pull in Drake, who's a consumer. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think the future for BlackBerry in terms of getting people to like it is going to be an organic, an organic growth type of situation where, uh, they build a product and they focus it towards enterprise and then the people in enterprise start really enjoying the product and then they see the benefits of the product and then through word of mouth we're going to start seeing a bit of a growth outside of the enterprise, maybe. I think it's going to be a niche product right now, um, which, you know, it excels in certain aspects, but it might not have all the features that another part of the, the consumer market wants. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think uh, BlackBerry's now with this new enterprise focus is gearing itself up to to a good, you know, place in the market. You don't need you know, to be the biggest player to be profitable. You know, a good marketing technique that they should do, which um, they should take an iPhone right out of the box and say, don't download any apps whatsoever. Use its bare, you know, what it comes with. And then take mm-hmm. a BlackBerry 10 device and do the exact same thing and see what you can do. And then you, right, if you do that, you'll realize that iPhones and Android devices are absolutely nothing without the third-party apps. But BlackBerry, mm-hmm. you can use this phone with no apps and still be extremely productive manage multiple email clients. And it's like, that's almost something that people need to see. BlackBerry is more productive if you take apps out of it. So once BlackBerry gets these apps, then what do you call that? Like 10 times the productiveness? BlackBerry 10. That's definitely a good point. Like BlackBerry itself, the actual S, it's such a powerhouse of utilities. and, And it's just, you don't really need that many apps because the OS just does so much. Yeah. Out of the box, out of the box. Out of the box. But it's like the it's like the Instagrams and like those types of apps. I mean, if you really dead set on those types of apps, apps. I mean, this Amazon deal will will please you. Um, but I mean, there's still going to be apps that are missing from Amazon. But you can always sideload them. And you know, it's going really. to get better with the Fire Phone. I mean, yeah. it's going to be look. They're going to be looking to get Instagram and Snapchat and the rest of those titles on board. For their yeah. offering and now our own. Do you think Amazon will push BlackBerry, or is it kind of like a deal? We shook hands. It is what it is, and that's kind of it. I, I think, think they're gonna push. I hope so. I mean, I think, uh, and I don't want to speak too much on it because you know, James. Obviously, you know, I've got some in the works that's coming for the people to read. But uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, I just think you know there's going to be a lot of integration with BlackBerry and Amazon. Um, it's a win-win for both of them. Definitely, you know, the possibilities are endless, but. To be honest with you, I just think um, 
if BlackBerry can really utilize it in the correct way in terms of not necessarily saying, hey, come get our devices, but hey, look at our services, look how you can benefit from them and give it a go for yourself, especially if they can kind of make some type of merger between, you know, shopblackberry.com and Amazon, especially, you know, luring that, luring that traffic from Amazon.com to BlackBerry, to shopblackberry.com, I mean, Jeez, man, there's it, a lot of potential there. A lot of I mean, yeah, it's a perfect opportunity for Amazon to get um, further integrated into the enterprise space because Amazon has Amazon Web Services, which if they can integrate that with Blackberries um, somehow, then that's all of a sudden you have that's these the millions of enterprise customers mm -hmm. yeah, that, that have the opportunity to use that, right? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, like, synergies that can go on between the two and it makes a lot of sense well you know i think blackberry has the knowledge and amazon has the money so if amazon can just be like look we want our stuff to be just as secure and you know monetize it in the terms of its productivity we'll give you the dollars make it happen and in return whatever you guys need let's get it together and uh especially if they get behind you know the, the power of Kinex itself i mean qnx is going to be remarkable if they just have that that fire <laughs> and underneath of them to really you know launch and you know let the world know like look we we're already a step ahead of what you're already thinking you know in terms of what uh, a lot of home household uh, uh products and appliances that are already being used by it already like if you have that power behind it that amazon is you know capable of giving and i just I'm really excited about it. I'm, those, those are one of the main things, like not even just devices that BlackBerry, you know, shown during its, you know, the, the earnings report, but when they said that deal with Amazon, yeah, it sucked up in terms of the developed side that, you know, BlackBerry has, but it's just letting you know, like, okay, these guys are really in motion right now. That they're really trying to make those steps to remain relevant and really get back in the fight, and I'm excited about that. Yep. All right, I think so, we want to talk about – before, yeah. before we transition to Alex, hi, Kyle. All right, go ahead, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to mention one more thing, and then we'll move on from here. Um, I think a couple months ago there was this big news report um, about this reporter talking about she tried, like, iOS and Android, and she's like, the, the calendar kind of sucks, and writing emails kind of sucks, and everyone's like, show her a BlackBerry. Like, this is this is what it's built for. And what I see it is I feel like the, the default apps that come on your phone should be very, very well developed. So BlackBerry, you get this calendar that they're constantly improving. They're now integrating for 10.3, uh, the calendar, and they're integrating w with it, remember. And then, obviously, the hub is amazing for email management right out of the box. But then what Android and iOS, what they're doing is they're just totally dependent on developers to come up with the amazing mail app. There are, I think, five or six big players on Android and iOS for just mail apps because people hate the, the default mail app on Android. And why I feel like that should be up to the phone developer, right? Shouldn't these native, like, how does your phone manage mail? Like, shouldn't that be the native, like, BlackBerry should do that, not developers? Like, I, I don't yeah. know, am I crazy? I mean, it's a good that? point. It's a good point. Like, there's definitely merit uh, in what you're saying. I mean, the native utility apps, those should, those should be high quality. Like, for instance, like you're saying, Email, that's like one thing now where smartphones, the first thing you think of a smartphone now is email. So it needs to have, you know, a top-notch email um, client. But at the same time, there's other apps that may be, like, for instance, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. 
if you spend a lot of time building some of these other apps, like the calendar and stuff, I mean, that's a really important app, but maybe the money could be used for other things. And I think that's maybe where the Googles and the iPhones are from because, you know, you can spend all the time in the world trying to develop an amazing uh, calendar app, but when you have, like, thousands or millions of developers who are willing to spend that time and go that extra effort to make the the calendar app, then just uh, there's no point for it. But for BlackBerry, they, you're right. They definitely do need to make top quality um, email apps, apps and utility yeah. apps on the OS because the developers just aren't there. So they have to show what you can do with the OS, and they have to sh- they have true. to make them top quality so that people don't feel like they're missing out. Right. Absolutely, wholeheartedly agree. I mean, the core apps on BB10 are one of the, like my favorite things, like that, the uh, alarm clock. Simple, elegant, setting an alarm, just intuitive. Yeah. Uh, the compass with the gyroscope, that it just, you know, you can hold it any direction and it works. There's a lot of thought that's been put into those core applications, and, and it's actually a perfect little segue into what we want to talk about next, which is the earnings call and how, how some of those core apps are going to be working in newer devices that have been shown off uh, and teased more than anything else, the Passport and the Classic. So what did you guys think of the earnings call? Overall, we reported a... Technically, a profit. I mean, on paper, we still yeah. big revenue losses, but we actually posted a $23 million uh, you know, profit on the They say that they depending on who. A million tax rebate. An accounting profit, you know, not an actual yeah. profit. Yeah, but uh, they say depending on how you calculate it. Because, like, yeah. sometimes it's negative $60 million, other times we made $23 million. It's like depending on the, the accountant yeah. that does it. Yep. But, yeah, it was close. Yeah, so uh, with, with that, we had a couple things. I mean, uh, Revenue was down 10 million, which is about like 1% from last quarter. Gross margins actually did climb about 5%. We saw 1.7 million BlackBerry 10 devices sold. The other 1.6, I believe, was uh, legacy devices. So 2.6 in total. Not, not bad overall. Um, they're doing pretty good. Finally, we, as we talked about, that penetration of BBOS versus legacy is 65 to 45. Yeah. So, Finally, we're, we're, getting to, we're getting to that point where BB10 actually... Can we just hold on for a second and do a clap sure. for that? The <laughs> yeah, first finally, BB10 This is what BlackBerry needed. We're on the rise, guys. And, uh, and, and here's an interesting thing. We did, we did what's called a, a dead cat bounce on the market, where we, we shook off a lot of the short sellers and then bounced back to you know a, a more uh, growth on, on the spreadsheet. So we were at $3.1 billion two quarters ago cash on hand. We dropped to 2.7 billion cost for restructuring, costs for, you know, you know, paying off some of the licensing and royalty fees that they had on legacy as well. We we brought down to 2.7. People were really afraid is that cash going to diminish down to, you know, below 2 billion? Uh, So that wasn't the case. They were actually pulled in enough revenue to put about uh, just under half a billion dollars back on the cash pile. So we're back at 3.1 billion. We're much more healthy than we were before. A lot going on. The earnings call was really deliberate. Um, Chen did a good job of, I don't want to say masking some of the negatives, but he did a good good job of guiding the earnings call and the general shareholders meeting afterwards to make it a much more positive spiel across the net. I've been doing a phenomenal job ever since he's taken over. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. night and day. Since he took over before, it was all doom and gloom for BlackBerry. And nowadays, like, I think just in general, there's a lot more of a positive vibe coming out of the company now. And I think investors are really, uh, like, noticing that. And we don't, you know, I think the uh, the shorts are actually way down from when they used to be. Yeah. That Am I correct, Alice? 
he, he knew that people couldn't, you know, the, as far as the fans of BlackBerry and, you know, they couldn't take any more bad news. Like, not another quarter, you know, 100 of negativity. Like, we don't need it. Like, please just tell us something good. And, I mean, it was just complete positive, you know, you know, as Brandon said. I mean, he's just, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And it's been an excellent job thus far. I think the reason why BlackBerry had such good reports and, things are on the turn up is because Chenis came in and said, you know what? Let's stop putting the fate of our company in other people's hands. Yes. He took the control and just said, you know what? Let's get this shit together. Let's turn it around. Let's start doing this. Let's let the carriers know we won't take no shit. Timo don't want to take <laughs> Timo don't want to support us, then we don't need to. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? That's why you're enrolled up for, for a reason. Exactly. So he's like, whatever, you know, you gotta get dirty in order to, you know, get something out of it. And he's doing that. You know, he's he come to tell him, like, look, there's a fifty fifty chance and then he comes back, okay, well maybe mm-hmm. there's about an eighty percent chance. Yep. And, and he, and he stayed that, firm on that 80. He's like, yeah. I'm still... So the guy actually was like, you know, it's 80%, and I'm never going to go above 80 because there's always a, a chance that anything could happen to go, you know, that you can fail. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at it, and Apple isn't on the upside of things either. and They haven't been in recent months. So I'm not saying that, oh, my God, you're witnessing the fall of Apple. No, you've already witnessed the fall. He's just saying that it can happen, and it doesn't matter how strong you are, it can happen. Technically, if you look at Microsoft, they've been on the fall for years. They really haven't been doing well. Oh, my God. They're like the company that will not use mobile phones. Microsoft is literally like the one company that will not give up on mobile phones. No, they won't. And it's like they haven't – they definitely haven't been doing good there. The PC era is definitely declining. So – Yeah, post PCs here. We're we're living it, you know? Johnson, he just keeps going. Like the most confusing shit of – ever like used i yeah, love what every seven though i love everything everything looks the same it just looks the same man it's just that metro is like the metro front end anyway that's totally off topic what i do want to talk about is uh and i know alex wants to bring up the chen versus Hines kind of a uh, juxtaposition there but what i want to talk about is you know we did blackberry was quote unquote for sale and it, it wasn't we need to we need to have that like up on front like of course if someone says i'll pay Fifteen billion dollars for you know buy you know factory would have been gone. (laughs) They were waiting for a good ass price tag before they would have let that go. Timothy Daddles was in the boardrooms in those meetings and he was not going to let BlackBerry go for you know because people wanted Facebook. Facebook wanted the messengers. People wanted the knock. IBM wanted you know people wanted pieces of BlackBerry, not the whole thing. And Timothy was like, nope, you want to pay up for the whole thing. So in that you know we heard Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Amazon were all part of those talks. All, you know, supposedly going to buy BlackBerry. There's so many rumors across those months. But if you think about it, Heinz opened up the discussion, opened up the connections, allowed BlackBerry to have those media contacts with these different organizations so that Chen comes in, make a call to Amazon, be like, oh, you remember that? Remember what we talked about? How about we, we put that on paper and let's make it happen? You know, yeah. he opened up a lot of those conversations with these companies. And I think with Project Ion and what they're doing, they're, they may be able to amass uh, some of these larger organizations to get behind them and work together so that they can get what they wanted from BlackBerry without having to pay exorbitantly for it. He's just a really likable guy, man. Like, he came to me and said he wanted to do a deal with me. I'd be like, oh, sure, John. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? like, this, exactly. is, this is one, this is exactly what I want to bring up is 
I don't know if any of you have li- well, I'm sure you guys have listened to the earnings calls when Torsten was in charge. They're kind of just like monotone. You kind of just yeah. like, he just said stuff, whatever. But now it's like with Chen, you get excited when he talks because he actually cracks jokes in there. Like this is, it's mm-hmm. not a joke to him, but he's, he's done this before. He's used to it. He's not nervous. Mm-hmm. And he will just speak his mind at times. Like, he is the person who says no one leak anything, but he's the one that accidentally leaks it. Yeah. And it's so, I, I just love that about him. He's, like, he's say, real off the yeah. cuff. I like it a lot. Yeah. Wait, guys, guys, real quick. For it. Who am I as we transition here? <laughs> John Chen. What a ballsy move. Supposedly he was not going to show off those devices at the That is funny. Rather. He, he 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 supposedly people were kinda of like nodding off and like, yeah, yeah, you know, just repeating shit you already told us in the earnings call. So he's like, you know what? Give me give me your passport. Give me your classic and he just holds up it's like, Is this what you want? Is this what you guys want? And, you know, real off the cuff PR I can imagine pulling out their hair <laughs> in regard to that. But yeah. um Real off the cuff, you know, he he didn't touch the keyboard. He was real deliberate, you know. It's almost like he he's going kind of off the cuff on it, but at the same time, you can tell it's pretty strategized at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. a lot of people asking pricing, availability, specs, passport, and classic. Um, classic is supposedly going to be a mid to high end phone, so it'll have quad core, you know, likely. Gonna move to probably two gig. Yeah, probably, probably two gigabytes of RAM, a, a decent screen, you know, and the quality, and you know, of course, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a mid-range. If you, I don't know if you saw the back of the the uh, classic device in any of the pictures that have been posted, but it's not the glass weave. It's like kind of the the Z10-ish back. So it's it's not a totally high, 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 high end device, but we are getting there to where we have the mid-range. So what do you think on pricing on that? I'm thinking four hundred, five hundred. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, me is 400, 500, what realistically what I'm thinking, what I think it should be, is <laughs> competitive. So I'm thinking like sub 400, and it's not selling them out. It's not selling them short. It's really just saying like, look, we got great devices for great prices, and it's going to get what you need done. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a way that they should go. Um, with, with none of them, with the specs, I think they're both using the Snapdragon uh, 800 chip. So, you know, it's a lot of power, like, behind those handsets. And yeah, absolutely. Keep, like, keep in so, mind, too, that uh, the Classic is mainly for business owners, right? So they, can, high, uh, yeah, so they can probably make it, we're saying four or 500, they might actually go and make it, like, 556 because they know these businesses yeah. are selling out the money. And think that. They just put the pre-sale for 9900. What What was it pre-selling at? Yeah, this might actually be to prepare for the drop of the cost of um, the classic, saying the 9900 is 400 bucks, so it makes sense that this phone, this classic, is going to be six 650 or whatever. It might be yeah, a strategic thing they're doing. Yeah, I think Jarrett is, like, way too overly uh, optimistic about the price. Yeah. Blackberry, Blackberry's always had price problems, you know? Yeah, Blackberry tends to price high, which rightly so, like they do have a good product, but uh, I think if they do come in at a competitive price, like $500 to $400, um, I think people will still buy it. I think sub 400 then they've got a really good, um, you know, matching in what the terms of the uh, the market is and what their product is going to be. I think that's going to do really well and for sub 400. And if you think about it as well, I mean, you can always decrease the price. 
hard harder to increase it after the fact. So mm-hmm. start it started at four hundred, started at five hundred, and you know get competitive, buy one get one. Give me buy one get one free on a on a yeah, car. Bogo. I will pay. Yeah. yeah. Give me that bogo, and I, I'll get one for my mother. But we'll you gotta be it. careful with that too, though, because the media jumps on you when you start cutting prices. Like a phone just comes out for six hundred, when you drop it to five hundred, the media jumps on it. It'd be like, cool, like, on it'd be cool, like a, a three week promotion, buy one get one free on select carriers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you buy it outright, you know, not not on contract, buy one, get one free. But So let's go over some of the, the specs of the Passport device. People have been wondering a lot about that. That has been long speculated. We've known the Windermere leaks. A 13-megapixel camera, 1440 by 1440 um, LCD panel up on the front end looks gorgeous. We've seen a couple short videos and pictures of it. It just looks awesome. The one-to-one ratio is kind of disheartening at first. It's like, what, a 4.5-inch square? It does seem to be pretty awesome. Does have a capacitive keyboard. I think I'm going to be doing a post on actually showing people how that works. How does prediction work? How does yeah. anything work? How do I get my numbers and symbols? So uh, I might be working on something on that later. 3450 milliamp battery. So this thing is going to be a beast. I mean, the whole thing is pretty much a battery. <laughs> Three gigabytes of memory. Three gigabytes of RAM, as we talked about the uh, Snapdragon. Uh, what was that? That was the MSM8974 processor. It's a quad-core yeah. stock. Um, so this really cool thing is going on. The, the keyboard on the Passport can be used as a trackpad. So same kind of functionality that you get on the Classic, but only within core applications. Um, we're not sure if maybe more SDK uh, work has to be done to actually build in that a little bit more. But it's definitely going to be a high-end, uh, high-quality, high-productivity device, and I'm really looking forward to it. I was surprised when I saw the Classic. I don't know if you guys were. I was really surprised by how attractive and how nice it looks. There's just the tiny little refinements that they made of the UI and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the passport, I, the second second channel held it up. I'm like, okay, I'm done. That's yeah. it. That's my name. The, the high quality seems to be coming back. The 9900, you could whip that thing at someone and knock them out. <laughs> it has that, that mm-hmm. bezel. And the, the classic has that now. Like that bezel oh, rise just makes it look high class, like well built, you know, worth the money. It does. Yeah. And I love I love the fret the frets go all the way across and then the whole device is wrapped in the, the stainless steel as well. Yeah. It just looks classy and uh I wonder you guys saw the trackpad, it looks like more black. Little. Yeah. yeah it's, it's little and I wonder if it's gonna have a backlight like we have on the ninety nine hundred. I really do like that. Do you guys think it's gonna be pushable or do you think it's actually I think it'll be pretty solid. You think, I think yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. Um so we covered some of the specs. Let's go back here. Because there's a lot that happened. I mean, more more on this Amazon deal. Do you guys feel like they're gonna? Because I know Darius had mentioned, you know, maybe an integration of Shop BlackBerry and uh, and Amazon. Like, it'd be a great way. Like, hey, look, Amazon Fire Phone, BlackBerry Ten. Yeah. Uh, right up, right there on the front page. They could do a lot mm-hmm. with that. I think just uh, hopefully, you know, since we'll see, you know, the Amazon App Store on BlackBerry Ten phones. Uh, you know, Amazon, they're definitely going to put some, uh, a lot of push behind the, the Fire Phone because when the, the, the tablet, you know, when it, when it first came out, it didn't get good reviews. It really wasn't that great of a tablet, but they stuck with it and they came back with another one and, I mean, they really started to gain a lot of, uh, market share in terms of, you know, its tablet, uh, space goes, but, Hopefully, we'll be able to see some of the features from the Fire Phone on Library 10 devices in the future. future. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Really, yeah. To come right off of that, I mean, we saw that uh, on the 21st of July, the music and video will be removed from BlackBerry World. 
That's when I imagine they're going to do uh, – that's when I imagine we're going to get whatever maintenance release comes with the Amazon store, somewhere around that time frame. Um, do you think – because, like, right now, Amazon's app store does not have music and video, so are we going to get, like, four preloaded applications, or are they going to update that app store to actually house everything? I yeah. think it's going to house everything. I mean – They're going to put more work into it, for sure. We, we've seen it coming, though. Like, we didn't – we've seen it, but we didn't see it. You know, when the newsstand, when BlackBerry cut off newsstand – that was kind of in the making. I think they've been talking about it, you know, that far back in terms of, you know, getting the Amazon App Store on BlackBerry 10 devices. They just said, mm-hmm. right, look, let's scratch the minor things now, and then we're going to make the big announcement on music and video, and then we'll let them know, hey, don't worry about it because we're going to have an app, um, Amazon App Store that's going to cover those needs for you guys. So I think thoughts. Let's, let's bring up what, you know, this this really means this this partnership with Amazon because it's it's kind of simple in a way. Amazon has always been able to run on BlackBerry Time. This is not news to anyone. Yeah. Um, the partnership really means BlackBerry can say you can run the Amazon App Store. I think legally BlackBerry was not able to say that you can run the Amazon App Store APK on BlackBerry Time. I think there was a legal issue with that. But now when they're advertising with this partnership, they can a say you can do this and get all these, and they can advertise that we can run 250,000 Amazon apps, which China's been doing. Yeah. Um, and then you can also preload the phones with it on there with this partnership. So realistically, it's not that big of a deal, but in a way, from a marketing standpoint, that is where the big deal comes from. Um, this partnership. I think there's opportunities, yeah, to like, for instance, they have one of the most robust catalog of you know, books, movies, and a whole bunch of different things, which, I mean, yeah. if you can do a deal with Amazon and get all that on the BlackBerry, I mean, it makes sense that Chen would do that. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to pursue yeah. those avenues, and they can just be like, hey, look, you can access all this through Amazon, and there you go. Amazon yeah. gets the money, you don't care, but you're still selling the phones, and it's pleasing the customers you do have in your yeah. main bread and butter enterprise anyways, right? It's saving BlackBerry money anyways in terms of, you know, vendor and licensing fees, like, that's such a good thing for BlackBerry for them to just rely on Amazon to take care of that. Cause I mean, it wasn't like the music and video services through BlackBerry were so awesome and top of the line anyways. Like they were kind of late on the releases in terms of music and some of the videos and whatnot. Um, not to say it wasn't cool to it to be, you know, made accessible that way, but you know, Amazon, they're way ahead of us in the game. So, you know, why not use them for what they're good at? Just makes, yeah. makes sense. Uh, definitely. So let's let's clarify. I want to talk about blends. Blends is how I want to close this uh, this mm-hmm. podcast off, and we are approaching that. I wanted to keep it down to an hour. There's only four of us. We don't need a four-hour podcast. <laughs> but um, so just for clar- clarity on some of the availability, passport device likely around six hundred dollars September time frame. Could be even higher price-wise. High end, likely the new flagship QWERTY. Aside the cute, the classic, and that's the thing. It's like, is the classic going to be a flagship? Is the passport going to be a classic? Are they totally separate kind of endeavors for BlackBerry? That remains to be seen. So that's September time frame. September, we will get 10.3 on new devices, in-market devices like the Z10, Q10, uh, Z3, and etc. Out there, we'll be getting the 10.3.1 release come November, maybe even a little bit later. So when we're going to get the classic toward November time frame, and that's when we can expect availability of that new OS. I know a lot of people are asking, is my Q10 going to get this update? When's it going to get it? Uh, is it going to work well? 
I really think, and Alex and I t- talked on this last night, that the Z10 and Q10 with 10.3.1, new life. They're going to be totally new devices in a sense. They're going to really actually run Android applications a lot better. Z10, eh, on Android support. Z30 is a lot better. And I know uh, at least Brandon and I can, can talk yeah. on that. That's the Z30, the graphics processor, does, does a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, it really is better. So, um, but let's talk about the passport. Anyone else have anything they want to add in on the passport side? Yeah, I, I just want to say, like, I, <laughs> a lot of people they don't like the form factor, but I think BlackBerry really took the term phablet serious when they invented yeah. the passport. And the point I want to get to is, let's take a tablet and let's say the BlackBerry Playbook is our tablet. If you turn it upside down and you have it, you know, in a vertical position. You put three keys on it, what do you get? You get a one-one ratio screen. So it, they took it that serious if you look at it in that perspective. Not only that, it's wider. So when people have something that's smaller, it makes it a little uncomfortable, but being it's wider, it's going to be that much more comfortable in your hand. Like let's, for example, you take gamers. The smaller controller, a lot of people say, oh, they complain about it. They don't like it. Even with Sony, when they made the PS4 controller and they re totally, like it totally, um, Renovated, uh, I don't want to say renovated. Uh, I should just, I mean, they, they created a whole new controller. <clears throat> it's bigger, it feels a lot more comfortable in your hands when you're playing it. So when you're using this phone, as far as it being comfortable, I think it's already gonna, you know, it, it's gonna hit a lot of points that people like and what they've been looking for in terms of a phone. Yeah, Chan oh. kept mentioning the, the one thing was, people keep making the phones taller, taller, right. like, how, how exactly. big, but Chen's like, Let's, no one else is doing this. So even oh. if people think this is stupid, at least we're giving it a, a try. Exactly. Maybe it is the mm-hmm. next big thing. No one knows. No one tried it. BlackBerry's trying it. And what, uh, what yeah. other OEMs do is they keep the same form factor and they just make it longer. They don't do anything else to it. So you're just looking at like, that's cool. I got more screen, but I really didn't need it. <laughs> so yeah. what they're doing is it's like, let's utilize it and make it the best possible. Also, when you're looking at three rows, they're making messaging that much better. They streamline. They cut the trim. They they, they cut the they cut the fat off of you know the old keyboards that they needed mm-hmm. that they once used. And what they've done is they just put nothing but the letters, delete button, space yeah. bar. That mm-hmm. is making your messaging that much faster. And people mm-hmm. aren't even thinking of it in that sense. But when you get that device, and I know when you have that device in your hand, especially your BlackBerry user, mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna say, man, this is by far the best device that BlackBerry's ever made. Like the, by the far. minimalist Ooh, that they <laughs> it, it, it looks like it's almost a Z10 with just a little bit of room taken up by this physical keyboard. Now yeah. I almost want to get this phone simply because of that. They made a minimal keyboard that does exactly what I want to do without being too much. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Well, let me confirm some things on the, the Passport keyboard. Um, a lot of people wonder like, how it works. Yes, it has flick typing. It's kind of like the Q10, but you're able actually to flick on those three regions as you type. Yeah. Yes, you can back swipe to delete. Yes, you can slide down to pull in on screen your your, your symbols and uh, extra characters and things like that. So they've essentially taken most of what we have and love on the BlackBerry 10 virtual keyboard and brought it over to this capacitive, touch-sensitive keyboard, uh, that's a, you know, physical keyboard. It's going to be awesome. A lot of the things that you're already used to on BlackBerry 10 are going to work seamlessly on the Passport within certain applications. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's all about convenience. That's that's mm-hmm. what it's. 
that's what they made about convenience and just quick secure messaging and being able to be do it on the go. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna switch it up here. What we're gonna do is talk about blends before we close, and then we're gonna a- answer some uh, fan questions, and then we'll wrap it up here, guys. So Brandon, take it away with blends. What do you think? Yeah, so blends. Um, at first when I when we first started seeing it coming out, I thought it was gonna actually officially be released with ten point two point one, but as we all know, it didn't release with that, so now I'm starting to believe it's going to come at the end of the year with the 10.3, maybe .0, maybe the original 10.3, but I have... I, I think, I think I 10.3, really they'll, they'll put it into public beta and have it available on the It would be official, right? Yeah. And just, that, just out of curiosity, I, I know what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like a desktop kind of program that you can interact with the messages on your phone and mm-hmm. share like uh web pages between your desktop and your your phone. But I was wondering what you guys think it might be. Do you think it's gonna be bridge for for the desktop? Yes. Or just an improved yeah. bridge for a different slew of devices like uh here like here's my thought tablet. I wanna get this out of the way just because I think what Blackberry has done is they say we want a desktop experience for our users but we don't want to build a desktop OS. The answer yep. to that, but then yeah. we're going to give you everything you do on your desktop pretty much yeah. and just kind of embed it in with everything else. So a standalone program, it'll just launch as a server uh, server push from your phone. You'll yeah. be able to connect. What we've seen thus far, we can confirm iOS and Android tablets will be supported um, with right. Blends so that you can merge in, in the enterprise. If you do have one of those tablets, you'll be able to merge those over um, yeah. from from the 10.3.296, the first uh, 10.3 leak that we got, the BlackBerry playbook was not listed in the blends uh, files, but it was mentioned in the actual code within the Fuse application. So maybe playbook will get the, the blends as well. Um, we can at least confirm iOS and Android tablets are what they're focusing on. Uh, I can already hear the pitchforks sharpening in the background. Oh, yeah. When, uh, <laughs> when you don't mention it's coming to the playbook. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know what, from what we saw, what, 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 the Jeremy was actually able to open up the Fuse app and get it to deploy, and it, it, it essentially you press Fuse and it says, okay, sync, and then the sync will be for Android and iOS tablets. That was like listed there in the UI. A lot like syncing a playbook by a barcode, same kind of thing. Is it bad that I finally, um, after seeing Chen holding the devices in the little blends icon on it, I finally understand the name and everything about it? Because the icon is a phone going to a bigger screen. And it's showing mm-hmm. your phone is going to be mirrored. We're going to make your usefulness of your phone on any type of screen. It's just a generic yeah. screen. And yeah, then I'm thinking blends. You're blending your phone with uh, another, you know, MDM, um, just mm-hmm. other devices. And I'm like, I got it. it makes sense. I like it. BlackBerry took their time with it. I think they, you know, definitely were, you know, fingering around the idea of having a desktop uh, OS, but they took note from Google with the Chromebook and was like, you know what, that's actually not a good idea. So they were kind of like, all right, let them be the Cowboys that go over the hill first. <laughs> the Indians yeah. take them out, you know what I'm saying? And, you mm-hmm. know, somebody's got to, you know, go through the wall first. And it was Google. They can afford to do such. BlackBerry couldn't. But I think, you know, like you said, James, you made a very good point. BlackBerry definitely said, let's not you know, do the whole OS thing on desktop. Let's just give them a piece of it and say, this is your phone on your desktop. You know, you can do whatever you want to, whatever OS you use, whether it be Mac or whether it be PC, anything else you use. But I think Blends is going to be the answer for that. It's going to be. And to to bounce right off of that real quick, because I know Brandon's got to dip out of here real Mm -hmm. soon. So I want to hear his his final thoughts on this. Um, 
what the hell has the Astonishing Tribe been doing? This. This is what the Rim Sweden has been doing. They've been the ones working on, on, on this quite a bit. I have a couple contacts in, in Eastern Europe. They're working on the UI. They're working on cleaning it all up. They're, they're pushing forward an aesthetic here that is uh, it's going to be pretty tight-knit and work a lot uh, more closely with the 10.3 look and feel. So okay. what, what are they doing? They're building out the, the killer BB10 application. Okay. They, they've got more coming as well uh, in terms of uh, – I don't know if you guys saw the confetti – uh, yeah. Do you think that's going to come? I do think they're they're working on that, and they're working to do it just through Bluetooth so that you don't need an overhead camera to make it work, that they're going to mm-hmm. use the proximity sensors in the device and Bluetooth right. to be able to, to make that uh, work. So, uh, again, it's right. like when we if we get blends, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be like a standalone application in the sense that, you know, it's something you have to download. I think it's going to be part of, like, BlackBerry Link on the back end. Like remote file access, all of that, I think is kind of part of what Blend is going to be. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Well, remote, remote file like, Oh, man. For remote file access is, is part of what they're experimenting to get it working, right? Like, like Link, as a, Link as a software, like for what it's supposed to do, sucks. But like remote file access and some of the back end connecting and the, yeah, that's true. the wireless, that's true. The wireless syncing, that all works well. Yeah. yeah. The actual, you know. So, yeah, Blenzel works by USB and Wi-Fi. I think they're working on to get Bluetooth as well, but I'm not sure if it'll be a limited functionality there. You definitely I mean, can't do a video call over Bluetooth. <laughs> what, what I like is BlackBerry's really been about cross-platform. They realize that's the only way they could bring back market share or do whatever they're doing is yeah. they care about all, all of the platforms. Apple, they've just released or they're releasing um, iOS 8, which when you walk up to your computer with your phone, the little icon pops up, and you can switch between the two. But you have to have a Mac. You have to have an Apple device. Cool. But BlackBerry... Yeah, and, and BlackBerry, they're doing this thing where you can have just the program. I don't care if you're on a Mac. I don't care if you're on Windows. I don't care what you're on. And that's the right way to do it, I think. You, yeah. you can BBM people from your computer no matter the computer. That is what the future is going to be. You need that. Yeah. That's mobile computing, and I think that's where the next frontier that we're headed into. Yeah. Brandon, are you going to cut out here? Or yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out, guys. Thanks for having me. See you, everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be talking Later. So uh, I just want to close on answering uh, some of our fan questions out there. We have some awesome supporters online uh, on the channels and the comments, and you know, we're here to answer your questions as best we can, guys. So uh, Burke brought up a, a really interesting question, and uh, I know his name is Brad, actually. So hi, Brad. <laughs> if, you, if, if he asks, if you were given the task to change the perception of BlackBerry through a marketing campaign, how would you go about it? Um, Side by side, side by side comparison. Here's a, here's a BlackBerry, here's an iPhone. BlackBerry can do this, iPhone cannot. Matter of fact, this is what iOS's, you know, uh, alternative is for what a BlackBerry can do. And you've got to compare native, you know, um, specs like people have to actually see it. They don't, people don't believe things they hear. They believe things they see. Absolutely. So that's how they have to go about it. They have to have something kind of, I think HTC was on onto something, but their uh, marketing is kind of corny because they're like, you're going to... Their marketing reminds me of the Super Bowl commercial, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let the internet sell you on it. Go go find out about the device. I'm sure you're interested, right? Right, right? But uh, what I think, honestly, they should do, and this was mentioned to me on Twitter by... um, I want to say Brandon. Brandon, this is me. I I will tweet him later and say thank you. But um, 
kind of what he said was like, do 365 days of prosumer. Get, you know, maybe not A-list celebs, but get famous people in enterprise. Get a, get well-known people from around Canada, around the U.S., around the world even, and just every day putting out there that, hey, I use BlackBerry, I'm proud of it, and this is why. This is what it helps me accomplish. So able to just get a, a lot more uh, kind of out there and more, so to speak. It just would be a really interesting thing for them to do to kind of get some of their user base. Like you guys saw the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, commercials they were doing with the Z30 and whatnot, where it's real short, like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. Like, I need BlackBerry for, for work. I need 25-hour battery life. Simple things yeah. like that, yep. where, where they, they get what the phone does, they get the features out, and, and do a really good job of kind of spreading it across and showing the, who a BlackBerry user is in this day and age. They, sh- they should show this. I like what Darius is saying. They should show the similarities where active frames and 10.3 are a lot better, obviously. But they should show this is active frames, and then this is how you manage running apps on your iPhone. And what you do is you have to double tap, right, on the iPhone for it to show the running apps, and it's really kind of in the background. But active frames, that's like your home screen. It's taking iOS and Android and combining them in Windows Phone, and it's kind of making it a better experience. You just mm-hmm. click on the little X if you want to exit out. You tap on the X instead of having to double click, swipe, 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 swipe. It's like just show the comparisons of the big platforms out there. You know there. who actually does it? It's going to be funny when like a BlackBerry commercial ends in 15 seconds and we're still showing the Apple shit catching up, you know? <laughs> BlackBerry, they really need like to a, talk to some of these like fast food restaurants in terms of the marketing, like, all right, you know, I don't know if you guys even just paid any mind, but if you look at Taco Bell and how they're marketing their whole breakfast campaign and how they're directly going at McDonald's neck and, like, they take all these Ronald McDonald, these guys whose real name are Ronald McDonald, and they talk about how they like this product, they don't have to necessarily do something, like, along those lines, but if you come directly at the competition, that's when people say, oh, library talking about Apple, oh, okay, so what they got to say. And if, yeah. you make a, if you make a, a, a serious point, people are going to be like, well, you know, damn, like, they're right. Like, do you guys, do you guys yeah. remember those commercials where it was, like, Mac and, Mac and uh, PC, where they had, like, the Apple yeah. guy? And, yeah. and, uh, yeah. We should yeah. do that with Drake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have the same shit, and Drake just comes in with a black frame, like, yeah, okay, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be dope. But I think, like, perception changing, like, to really change the perception, you've got to do more showing than telling. They've yeah. done a lot of telling. They actually have to go out there. I mean, Lauren in our Confluence piece did a great write-up on going to the college campuses, putting the phone in people's hands, being like, look, see, look what it can do. And yeah. actually like, getting it right in front of them and actually engaging with them. And I think, you know, as per perception, they got to work. They're kind of working for what I think on a trickle-down effect where they can, they can hit at the enterprise and it'll trickle down yeah. to the consumer, their friends and family, and, you know, eventually disseminate out. I think they need to work on both ends, from the top and the bottom, to kind of meet in the middle with an actually true marketing campaign. I have a, a friend who's an analyst, actually, for um, the company, and he more or less, he, he just follows stocks and does analysis on them, but he brought up a great point that BlackBerry suffers a lot in the fact that they don't really have a brand identity that has a lot of strength in 2014. I mean, we we know what a BlackBerry stands for, but the general consumer just doesn't. You know, they're like, oh, that's a business phone. I don't. Why would I ever even think about that? Let alone try it out. It's they have they have an identity crisis. You know, and and you see why they're not doing marketing because they don't know which way to go with it yet. You know, like, are we are we totally all enterprise? Do we want to double down on that, or do we want to show that we're uh, 
all-in-one solution for people, and I think that's yeah. where Ken will take it. I mean, that's definitely a reason why they're not marketing, but, like, I want to bring this up because my mom has just been, like, yelling at me about it. She loves BlackBerry, but she's like, why do I never see a damn commercial on the TV? Like, why, why don't they do this? And I was trying to explain to her, and I'm sure a lot of people have this question, because for BlackBerry to throw a lot of money at TV commercials right now, it would essentially just be a pissing contest that BlackBerry mm-hmm. does not have the resources to do. Windows, has, <laughs> well, there you go. But uh, Windows, they have, they're, they're so rich because of PC, pretty much mm-hmm. like every computer in the world is Windows. They have all this money that they're able to store and start throwing on their Windows mobile. And then Apple, obviously, you see why they have money. And then Amazon, you know, they obviously, or um, Android has money because there's Samsung who has it's making crazy money from that. So they have the resources and money to throw at advertising. BlackBerry, if they try to compete in consumer right now, even if they have a better product, which we believe they do, they just can't throw that money away. It's better to invest it in enterprise, and once they get their foot back in the door with that, start making money, then they start moving to consumers. This partnership with Amazon is a consumer play, pretty obviously, right? Yeah. So if they're slowly trying to work consumer, but enterprise is where they need to focus because they don't have that much money. Yeah, I think a lot of their features honestly just don't appeal to the masses. If but they you, do. Look at look at Apple ripping off all of their features. Oh no, you're Jeremy, right. Jeremy, Jeremy, right. Jeremy shared an article. It was like the top, uh, you know, top un, un, underappreciated iOS eight features. And literally, it's like everything by percent of that. Well, what it is, one, we don't talk about it, man. We don't talk about it, and we don't market, but. If you look at what, how far Android and Apple came, when they first started marketing their, you know, their, their product, how did they market it? They marketed it through their apps. That's simply how they marketed it. Once they were known to say, hey, they've got apps, then they started focusing on the build or the brand. That's all it was. BlackBerry, we can't start, you know, marketing on the brand and things of nature. When you look at a, a Apple, you know, commercial, it's like five minutes of nature. It's, it doesn't show no device. It doesn't show anything of that nature. It just, but you know it's an Apple commercial. And it's can, emotional, though. They, they exactly. tap into that consumer feel, you know? But they can do that now. They 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 have, the, you know, that crowd behind them, mm-hmm. and they don't care. They know that Apple has these things. BlackBerry has to kind of jump from the beginning, and it has to be about something that's going to appeal to the masses. Then they can start saying, okay, we're we're not just about apps, we're about productivity and we can help you yeah. your day a lot easier. But they can't say that. They can't they can't make a commercial on productivity. People are gonna be like, exactly why I don't buy your device because you're about productivity, about business. Who cares? <laughs> like and it's you're the right. truth. It sucks, but it's the truth. You're right. Yeah. It is kind of one of those things like a catch twenty two. It's like they, they don't want to go too far left, too far right. They gotta take a middle angle where we can do it all. Exactly. This is why this is why you should care. Exactly. So do you guys think uh, we'll see blends grow? I mean, I saw a little bit that they were going to build in, like, third-party developers into the blends application. What, what is that going to look like for end users? Um, I hope, you know. We thought, we thought BlackBerry Express, like, you know, inside yeah. blends. So what what's uh, the average? Channels, channels could be, you know, integrated into blends, and I think that would be pretty dope. I mean, it's just I think blends is going to be a step towards it being a, a, a social tool. Um, not just necessarily having the features on your from your phone on your desktop and being able to, you know, use your desktop in order to interact with people through your phone. It's going to have a lot more features that they're going to eventually incorporate and build on, and it's going to be, you know, just – it's just going to be an entity of itself, especially if you can integrate things like 
uh, you know, channels or um, remember me, you know, those productivity tools, if you can integrate that on your desktop, you're like, man, this is exactly what I needed, you know, because um, I know with my Mac, anything I put on my calendar, it shows right into my calendar on my phone. But mm-hmm. it would be so easier with a program like Blends that would make it, like, native and give me that great feel that I need. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on for this for this weekly discussion that we're doing on Upstream. Uh, right here on the screen, you will see Sean Burke, not Brad Burke. I totally messed that up. This is his channel, BB Powered. Definitely go check it out. Subscribe. You can go search BB Powered. He does a real good job of bringing in news from a bunch of different places. So it's not just like one blog or two two or three blogs. He gets all sorts of news and, and kind of compiles it all in one really good channel. So definitely check it out. Uh, and thank you for supporting, Sean. We appreciate you in the comments and whatnot. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to add in before we close this up? Well, you mentioned channels. Just say one last thing. I think channels is great in terms of feedback. Like if you make a post, you actually get the likes and the comments responding to you. And I think – Compared to, like, Twitter and Facebook, I think people are more interactive with it. And I, I really can't wait to see it be Internet-based or through blends or whatever rather than just being phone. I'm just waiting for that. I want it to stay a mobile social network. I don't necessarily want it on web, but I do see yeah. that there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of potential for it being on web, you know? Yeah. yeah. Blends, blends is really going to be interesting again. I hope they market blends and, like, let the, let the rest fall into place, you know? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I just want to leave off with that. The new devices that we have coming up are really going to complement. They're finally going to complement, you know, the software that BlackBerry is presented and brought to the people thus far. I think that's what we've been missing is not to say that, you know, the Z10, the Q10, and the Z30 sucks. I just think it's finally, it's almost like we caught up with ourselves. We were so Yeah, the hardware is caught up with it. People yeah. always complain about the pixel density and yeah. now we're fourteen forty by fourteen forty. Yeah. I don't think we need any bigger for a while. Seriously. Nah. At that nah. point you start draining battery unnecessarily. You're just uh-huh. playing. I want I want I want Blackberry to send the Verge a passport. I want them to send TechCrunch a passport and just be like yeah. go ahead and pan it, you know? Like <laughs> Just, just to put it in their hands because, like, the, they reviewed the Z10, and that's, that's their conception of BlackBerry 10, you know? Yeah. They didn't pick up the Z30. They didn't even really spend that long with these devices. Um, yeah. I, I really think the Passport is going to start changing some of that, as as Sean mentioned, the perception of what's going on. That, Amazon, new devices, high-end, newer services, better OS, a lot coming forward. So we 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 it. Native Amazon Android apps as well. I think that's a big thing with the reviews that we're going to start seeing because people have always said in these reviews, well, you could sideload this app called Snap or you can go out there and get the AP. Now it's on the phone. They can say yeah. you get Android apps natively on the phone. That's no all you have to say. No more excuses. You got yeah. everything you want. You can be productive. You got security. Mm-hmm. You've got the specs. you got the hardware. What, what more do you want now? What is it going to be next? This is this is what I can't wait until after it comes out. It's like you said everything you possibly can. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the next hurdle that they have is marketing. Yeah. It's like yeah. something you can achieve. We sell yeah. these devices. We're going to be able to actually market them as well and, and get the message out there, what BlackBerry tenants to offer. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, yeah. We'll be back again next week for another Upstream. Uh, this is James of Barry Flow here closing with Alex and Darius. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thanks.